you know, we've talked a lot about this in between media this season. There's going to be curveballs coming your way. Hate's a strong word. I dislike Kirk Cousins more than probably any other quarterback. In the I get a little bit of that rookie-itis, you know? I would have said, I would love to know what you're Even though I'm straight, I'm still stuck between an interpretation, what it all means. Can I make a difference for something different? My mind in prison, then I saw the vision. Played the field, it's no competition. Found success through the repetition. If it's impossible, stick to the mission. I'm just cruising through on my way to get it. I found myself somewhere in between. Yeah, I found myself somewhere in between. All right, all right, all right, and here we go on another edition of the In Between Fantasy Football Podcast, your destination for both some feel-good life advice and some fantasy sports advice as well of the football variety. I'm your host, Seth Woolcock. You can find me on the Twitter bird at between underscore Seth FF. Guys, we've got a very special show for you tonight, a lot of breaking announcements for In Between Media and a special guest around the corner for you as well. As always, I'm joined by my brother, keeping it cool out there in crispy Colorado, Nate Polvo. Nate, brother, what's up, man? Oh, man, just uh, another Wednesday night. Nothing different, nothing special, just another show. Uh, I kid. Um, we have someone on tonight who I'm very excited about, and I'm stoked to be doing the show with my beautiful, amazing, wonderful wife for the first time. Jen, honey, how are you? Hi, I'm great. I'm excited to be here. Got a drink open kiddo fell asleep hard didn't have a nap today so he's uh two sheets to the wind like a long time ago wait is that a drinking reference should i not say two sheets to the wind? <laughs> maybe he is i don't know he was with my parents all day he could be anything totally um, what what he does at grandparents house stays at grandparents house exactly right absolutely and what happens on the podcast guys stays on the podcast as well um jen very thankful for you to be here tonight um you guys are two of my best friends and I'm really happy to announce that Jen, uh, in our slew of announcements tonight, Jen is actually going to be joining the In Between Fantasy Football podcast as a regular co-host of the show. She's going to rotate every three weeks here on the show with Scott Rainier and Gary Zamaripa. So very thankful to have you here, Jen, as well. Um, Before we get to our special guest and our final off-season session of the summer, um, I did want to make one special announcement that we will be officially partnering with Underdog Fantasy for the 2021 fantasy football season. Guys, I am so stoked about this. Um, those of you who do not know about Underdog Fantasy, they are um, they're, they're a newer upstart company. They were founded by the same guys who made the draft app a couple years ago. And they're really focused on best ball, fantasy football, and some DFS. And best ball, it, those of you unfamiliar, it's, it's really great for the casual fan because it takes all, all the, the hard work of fantasy football the waivers, the injuries, the setting, the lineups, and it just you know breaks it down to the best part of the game, which is the drafting. Um, Nate, I believe uh, there's been a little bit of underdog going on uh, over at the pool boats household lately. Is that right? Yeah, I may have gotten into a few drafts. Um, it's a, the thing is, is it's addicting because you can like I went through. I did two full sixteen to eighteen man best ball drafts in thirty minutes the other day. Thirty minutes. 
with my, obviously my nose in my phone as Jen will attest to, but yeah, it goes quick and it's addicting. Yeah. I'm, I'm super thankful to partner with them. I, I think it's a great thing for our audience, specifically the casual fantasy football player. Um, guys, if you want to try out underdog head over there, you can use our promo code IBT, get yourself an additional $25 worth of credit when you deposit 10. Again, that's the code IBT. Um, but yeah, super thankful to be with underdog this season, looking forward to some more work with them as well. Guys, I, I think without further ado, I would like to officially, um, start our our off-season session here our final one of the summer where we really get to kick it with some of the best names in fantasy football and tonight is no different tonight on the show joining us is espn nfl insider and the co-host of the fantasy focus football podcast field yates field what's up brother how are you i thought we were gonna i thought we lost jen there for a second when you <laughs> cut back jen had disappeared i thought maybe you know the baby woke up or the cat's got you know, a little bit, uh, they, they were bothered by something. I've got my dog right next to me. So for some reason I go screen out, it's because he's causing a ruckus at my feet. That was exactly it. It was the cat. He came up and okay. was meowing like crazy. And I'm like, um, can you please be quiet just for a minute, please? Nah, nah a little, it's a little disruption. It's what we need in our podcast to keep them honest and interesting. Yeah. So if I dip out, that's the reason why. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> awesome. Field, how's your summer been, man? Um, I see you've been busy over at ESPN. Um, fantasy football season's right around the corner for you. Yeah, f- uh, summer's been great. Uh, thanks for asking, and thanks for having me on, first of all. And uh, I'm glad to see all the great things that are happening with IBT this summer and the partnership with Underdog. They're doing an amazing, amazing job with uh, not just building a brand, but also, as, as you guys have noted, it's very user-friendly. It does not require uh, someone who's been playing fantasy football for 15 years to figure out how to make a lineup or, or draft a team with uh, with underdogs. So really cool group of people that are working there. You guys all know Josh Norris and Hayden Winks, amongst the many others who are doing a great, great job getting that company uh, to just go to the moon. Uh, but my summer has been great. You know, typically I'm at the age where I feel like most of my summers are dictated by a wedding weekend. Uh, both my brother and my sister-in-law, brother-in-law and sister-in-law got married this summer. So we've been busy traveling around to those, but we are now back it is football season the fantasy focus football podcast began again on monday so you're now going to be sick of us you might already be sick of us uh but we're back in your ears on your screens however you consume it five days a week between now and the end of the season which when you think about that it's an extremely long time and i don't know what i've gotten myself signed up for field I just have to say man like like what you guys do over there the at the fantasy focus podcast man like you're you're really uh, a role model to everyone in this industry i know you guys are a big reason i'm in this industry jen and nate as well and so many other countless people in the industry so thank you for what you guys do over there yeah well i mean on behalf of the people that make that podcast go and then the people that i actually enjoy working on it with stefania mike clay daniel dopp I'm probably forgetting a person or two, but uh, we have a blast every single day. We really do. And uh, someone told me this a long time ago, and it's one of those those cliches that um, really isn't a cliche. It's a way of living your life that if what you do doesn't feel like work, then you may never work a day in your life. And uh, we have a lot of fun. It's like going to the bar every day for an hour. Uh, now 11 to 12, the previous was 10 to 11. Uh, no drinking at this bar, but we still have fun and uh, we chop it up 
Uh, we talk fantasy football with, uh, we like to call it nonsense mixed in there. So it's a ton of fun. And what we love about the fantasy community is kind of reminds me of the beer community, which cheers to everybody here on this show tonight, um, is that uh, one fantasy football podcast will never be enough. One beer will never be enough. The more the merrier. And I'm constantly learning from really smart people like you guys to help me be better at my job and more entertaining. And our goal is to be equally entertaining and informative for those that are trying to do their thing, whether they already have a podcast like IBT, whether they're thinking about starting a podcast, or whether they're going to come take my job in five years. But give me like a little bit longer than five years because I'm not quite ready to retire. I get it. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I, I, this feels like something you never want to retire from. You just kind of go until somebody tells you you can't do it anymore. You're like, well, fine, yeah, I guess. Yeah, an NFL player, right? It's like yeah. a backup quarterback. Like When they tell me I have to retire, then I'll retire. But I'm yeah. not retiring until they tell me I have to. They're going to retire me before I retire myself. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely. Field, I feel like the way you guys kind of, you know, present yourselves on the podcast, you guys like to have fun a little bit. You kind of merge comedy. You obviously tell a little bit about yourselves on the podcast as well. Um, we like to do kind of a little bit something similar. We specialize in, in feel good life advice, lifestyle advice, and kind of merge that with our fantasy football analysis. So, so with you here tonight, I thought we would really kind of talk about like we can always talk about fantasy football until we're blue in the face. And you know, you're one of the best analysts out there. But I, I thought tonight we could learn a little bit more about who Field Yates really is. So obviously, Field, we know you kind of grew up in, in the Boston area. You, yeah. you eventually went to Wesley, which uh, majored in psychology, if I'm right on that. Um, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> what what, what kind of <laughs> led you there, Field? Like, like, how was your childhood? How was your high school? What kind of led you to, to major in psychology? Because I don't think a lot of people would, would guess that when they look at you firsthand. Yeah, a complete accident, to be honest with you. So I went to school with the intention. And when I say intention, really, I mean, like, I didn't have a better idea than to major in economics. Uh, I went to, um, you know, a gen ed school. So we didn't have a ton of, we didn't have like a bunch of specific majors. There was like, I don't know, 15 or 18 of them. There wasn't like one of those schools. I always like to see like uh, when you're watching a college football game, when it's like, you know, this guy is a, uh, you know, very specific type of criminal justice major, right? Or, you know, like hotel development major. I had like econ, psychology, biology, sociology, and a few others available to me. But I was trying to be an econ major. I struggled tremendously. And I made it through econ 101 okay, but econ 110 uh, kind of was the bane of my existence. I took a cool so uh, social psychology course, which uh, weirdly enough, it's actually played a pretty integral role in my life since then. I didn't realize that at the time. But um, the thing about psychology that I thought was useful was that psychology is a little bit of an opportunity to understand how others are thinking or feeling better. And while I didn't study psychology uh, because I was planning on doing so for 10 years or because I had a specific field in mind beyond that, I really have felt that psychology has been useful every single day. I feel more equipped to interact with people from all different backgrounds, all different ages, you name it. And... Uh, while it was never a plan, I've realized in life that sometimes the best plans are the ones that come together with a snap of the fingers as opposed to the ones that you spend five or 10 years trying to map out precisely. Absolutely. I, I feel like us at In Between Media, uh, we definitely kind of represent that notion a little bit. 
Nate, I mean, you and Jen kind of started in this, you know, a little bit later in life in your later 30s, opposed to me in my late teens. So you guys can definitely relate to that a little bit, too. I mean, my journey, we while we dream, like, obviously, I was a kid who grew up Bronco fan, Red Sox fan, CU fan. Um, obviously, I wanted to do something with sports, but like it, when we were growing up, it was like so unrealistic to do it. It was like one in a million will make it. And everyone's parents said, well, you're not going to be that one in a million. So let's do something else. Sure. Yeah. I was kind of the same as field. Like I didn't know what I was doing in college. So I ended up taking, you know, several classes. I remember my econ classes and was like, this probably isn't for me, but I'll keep, I'll keep trying. And then landed in, um, I have a degree in human communication. So like, that was really something that is useful every single day. Like you said, like, it's helped my marriage. It's helped friendships. It's helped, um, you know, family relations. So I totally understand that I didn't go into a field that was, you know, like psychology. It's just helpful to have that education and to have that understanding of human behavior. And it's incredible to watch it unfold. I agree. Yeah. I felt like I saw it when I was, so in my days, my earlier days at ESPN, I was spending more time covering locker rooms. And for a little bit, it was going to the Patriots locker room every single day when I was sidekicking with uh, the great Mike Reese, who was just an amazing, mm. wonderful person who, if you're ever looking for good Patriots context, it might be helpful for building your fantasy football roster. Go follow Mike Reese. Um, and I felt at that time that having a psychology background was useful as I was able to understand uh, interpersonal dynamics a little bit more. Um, I'm not not saying that you know I could relate to every single person, but I felt a little bit more qualified, or maybe not qualified, but a little bit more comfortable um, interacting with people that I may not have had a ton of common threads with. So um, I've always believed that life is sort of one big fun marathon, as opposed to uh, you know a bunch of short sprints to places where you know you're going to get to. And uh, the psychology uh, journey is certainly a good example of that for me. Yeah, same. Going back to your time at college a little bit, obviously you're probably busy with your studies and, and, you know, I I can definitely relate to that a little bit, leading my college newspaper and just doing a variety of things. Um, But was there ever a moment like, like, like looking back that you can say on air that was probably your best or maybe most favorite college memory, wildest one? Busy with all my studies. yeah, it's funny. You know, I, I, I don't know that I have like a signature college moment that I think back upon and I say to myself, like, that was a turning point or that was, you know, the wildest or anything. Um, I had a great experience. I went to Wesleyan, which is actually, oddly enough, about 20 minutes from where I live right now. Um, so about 20 minutes from ESPN. And, um, you know, I think what I, what I feel most fortunate about in my experience and, and, this was not something that I could have ever planned. And it's not something that when you, you know, go to a, uh, you know, college admissions profile for school, this is not one of the things that shows up. Um, But uh, very fortunate for an amazing group of friends. And, you know, five very best friends who were amongst my groomsmen, five of my groomsmen at my wedding, talk to them daily, um, or almost daily. God, Jen, you said you were a communications what was the, the second part of that major? Uh, communication studies major? No, human communications major. 
Is that so right? there's a degree in communications with an emphasis in human communications. All right. So I'm just going to say this, and I think Seth and Nate are going to have my back here. Guys are so much worse about keeping in touch with their oh, yeah. friends. Than oh, yeah. My wife has these thoughtful FaceTime calls with her friends all the time. <laughs> Meanwhile, like today, it was like, like an hour ago, and like my best friend, I was like, oh, crap, it's his birthday. I should probably text him, right? Like, this, that's, <laughs> yeah. just, that's yeah. just how we roll. So, um, yeah, anyways, that was a uh, – th- those guys, though, very fortunate to have them all in my life. And while I don't have, like, a craziest college member, I do have the most memorable part of it, which is the relationships I met. Yeah, I, I mean, I can attest. I talk to nobody. I was just horrible <laughs> at keeping those relationships, and now it's like Seth and Jen. Yeah. No, well, you're a dad now. You got you got an excuse. That's true. I do have a pretty good excuse. Yeah, yeah. but you do still keep in touch, I, like with Jen. I keep in touch with Jen's friends. <laughs> oh, husband of the year, right there. <laughs> there, well, I'm I, I'm very lucky. She has amazing friends. So nice. Lots, yeah. lots yeah, of guy friends way. too. Which lots of guy friends. Yeah. Yeah. Helpful. yeah, and you beat them all in fantasy football. Oh, definitely. Yes. Oh, do you? I don't. I said you do. <laughs> so you do. Oh, we yes. You. Yes. 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 That is true. How did your How did you meet your wife? Did she go to school with you? No, believe it or not, it's just fun. And our moms like to remind us of this. Our moms introduced us. So our moms oh. have been friends for like twenty some years, 20, 20, 20 some odd years, and they were playing uh, tennis with each other. And my mom and her mom started chatting and my wife is a twin. And so my mom made a comment about having a a son who was at the time single. And uh, my now mother-in-law made a comment about having twins who were both single. Uh, One of them lived in Boston, which is where I lived at the time. And then one of them did not. So we figured out that not only did both of us live in Boston, we live in the same street. Now we're about it's, wow. it's one of those it's one of the sort of the, the, the core streets of Boston. So it was about well, I don't know, maybe three quarters of a mile down the road. So it's not like I was stumbling past her, you know, every other day or something like that. But we were on the same street, literally. Um, so shared a zip code. So we're you know, we realized that you know, even if our mom even if our, our date went miserably the first time around, like we had to give it one shot. There's only so many excuses you can come up with to ignore your mom. Um, so little did we know that it would turn into a marriage, but, uh, we did take our mother's suggestion and, uh, it's a good reminder that mothers know best and, um, very fortunate that they, uh, were willing to share that suggestion at the time. And, uh, yeah, we've all these years later, here we are just, uh, plugging away the game of life. Yeah. How long have you been married? We've been married for two, a little over two years now. Awesome. Summer of 2019. That gives us two years. Yeah. So June of 2019. So two years, two, two little over two years. That's awesome. awesome. That was awesome. right in the first place. I, I doubted myself there. I was starting to question <laughs> my math. I was right. There we go. Hopefully Which, your wife by the is way, not watching this. <laughs> uh, she, she's probably, I probably put her to sleep with my, yeah. uh, my insight so far. No, she's upstairs. And uh, she said, you know what? You're, you you got to go do a podcast. Why don't you go downstairs in the kitchen and, and do that? So <laughs> I've taken up the kitchen. She's upstairs in our room. So I feel like it would be appropriate, by the way, as Nate sent me a note for the show and said, Hey, you know, you want to drink during this? You're allowed to. So I saw someone ask what we were drinking in the comments. I, I'm seeing some of the comments that come through. 
So maybe we can go around. I am drinking a Sabrotage, which is from Shorts Brewing. It's in Michigan. Um, I believe it's Grand Rapids, Michigan. So shout out to anybody who might be from Michigan. Elk Rapids, Michigan, actually, specifically. Mm. So cheers. And wait, what is it again? It's an IPA? It's called Sabrotage. Yes, yeah, an IPA with Sabro hops. Ooh, awesome. okay. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. I like it. It's awesome. good. Never had it before. Seth, what are you drinking? Oh, I got the old reliable tonight, guys. Um, back with the Bush Apple. Special <laughs> edition. Um, those of you new to the show, Bush Light's the non-official uh, drink of in between media. I think we, we had one of our we had one of our guys drive up six hours to New York and, and got got one of the helicopter launches with, with it a couple months ago. Um, it's always kind of a staple here on the show. Uh, delivered a best man speech a couple weeks ago with Bush Light Apple in hand. So uh, always a big fan of Bush Light Apple, Bush Light. Hashtag not a sponsor yet, but <laughs> hopefully down the road. How was your best man speech? I made a couple grown men cry. So I Aww. successful. That's great. That is good. It was, That's awesome. No, so I just want I, I kind of I want to hear Jen's. I'm assuming made of honor story, but then I need to know if Seth had like a killer punchline or a joke that was one of those that like we'd all understand that you're just like that nailed it. But I want to hear Jen's made of honor story first. Oh no, I was shaking like a leaf. Like I yeah. have always done a public speech. Like that's never been a problem for me. And then the day of my sister's wedding, we had just had oh. a, a house flood and um, oh. everything was torn down to the studs because we had asbestos in our bedroom. It's a whole long story but so I was already like a little unraveled from that and then my sister and her soon-to-be husband came into town and we still had a porta potty out front and this huge dumpster from all the tear out of our house and hadn't had sleep in weeks and I just remember like I had this like anxiety anxiety attack where I was just like I can't do this I cannot do this and the best man so I've got I've got my piece of paper and I'm standing there making all of this noise. And <laughs> the best man is like, we've got this, girl. we've got this. I'm like, okay, we've got this. And he whips out his iPad. I'm like, you mother, are you kidding me? Like you come all tech savvy on me. And yeah. iPad can't me, do that. No, no that's I'm not like, fair. What? Yeah. So that's Pretty that. Sure, yeah. And then one of my other uh, friends, I just did a speech for, I wasn't made of honor or anything, but same thing. You can like, hear the paper rattling in my hands in the video of these speeches and I'm like oh my god i don't know i don't know i don't know what happened you know what liquid courage is the key you gotta have i've met oh. some people that are like i'm not drinking till it's done i'm thinking to myself oh no what, what kind of <laughs> what kind of sicko are you, you, know, like, you know, what's wrong four with or five you? beers yeah you give me four or five beers and i'll take the podium like i'm i don't know like you're the president uh, of the United grabbing States. Grabbing the mic off say, and walking like around I'm the stage. The world's most articulate, verbose yeah. speaker. Give me that. Give me that title, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I I'm actually officiating two weddings this, this October. Oh, so I gotta, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, if, if anybody has any material they want to send my way, please uh, please let me know. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. here's my sister chiming in. What is she saying? Oh, look at that. How sweet is that? <laughs> She's watching right now. Hello, awesome. Christina. We have really good family support for all yeah. of this, which has made it. Yeah, they're awesome. They're all We're awesome. Smile, right? That's great. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Jen and Nate, what, what are you guys, what are the pool boats drinking tonight? Oh, I'm drinking Truly. It's my favorite. What flavor are you going with? Oh, pineapple? pineapple? I can get that with pineapple. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, they're ah, so good. Um, like 
tropical variety pack from Costco, which is like thirty dollars. It's a dollar a can. It's just hands down amazing. So good, so good. And Nate, what do we got up there? That looks like a beer, not a truly. It's oh, the Costco, uh, Costco brand citrus. I love that. <laughs> but yeah. I will say, don't knock it until you try it because it's like seventeen ninety nine for a twenty four pack, and it's a really good IPA. So, well, I am a uh, I'm I'm an equal opportunity beer drinker. So I don't judge. I just drink. Me too. And yeah. But by the way, I feel like you know we we've had a couple like hashtag not a sponsor yet moments. Is Hotbox sponsoring you, Nate? Because our guy Bo. Well, Bo's my homie, oh. and it's the best Bo. hot sauce I've ever had. And Bo is one of the You're newest members. Well, he's one yeah. of the newest members in between media as well. So Bo is a legend, and he sent Bo me is. some of his product. And I'm almost done with my hot sauce bottle, so uh, mm -hmm. that's a good sign. And the spice rub, tremendous. Yes, I'm yeah. not nearly as accomplished as like I wish I could make the world's most decadent slab of ribs. Because every time I watch some food show on TV, mm -hmm. I think to myself, this doesn't look that hard. It just requires patience. I haven't done it yet. But when I do make that perfect slab of ribs, it will be because I have the perfect spice rub to accompany it. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Shout out Hotbox. Yes. We, Shout we out Hotbox, that's right. We might have a, a little bit special of an announcement coming out in the next week or two about Hotbox, so stay tuned for that. Field was trying to do some big J journalism, though. Okay, so I, I didn't know. That. I didn't. I did, I'm not trying to scoop anybody here. I had no. I had no idea, dude. If we're gonna get scooped, being scooped by Field Yates is like the greatest thing I can imagine. Okay, so we'll I'll take, take it. it. All right, we'll take yeah, it. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I've, too many beers in me. I can't. I can't. I don't know. I can't control my 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 blabbering. Well, I don't understand how you East Coasters do it, anyways. Nate and I are like night owls, but everyone else in Colorado is like, "Yes, I'm going to bed between nine thirty and ten tonight." And oh. everyone on the East Coast is like, "Well, I don't eat dinner till like nine thirty or ten, and the news doesn't yeah. even come on until eleven. So I don't know how you guys do it out there. Oh, I'll be asleep probably. Like, if I don't fall asleep during the episode, I'll be asleep like within like it's it's I think there's like a ten percent chance I brush my teeth tonight, which is probably like a really unsavory thing thing, thing to say. But uh, I'm going right from here, like maybe play with a dog for a little bit and then right to bed. Awesome. Field. Speaking of of Big J journalism, man, how did you go from a psychology major to a sports journalist? Like like what was that transition like for you? Yeah, a little weird. Um, so I always wanted to, as you guys mentioned, uh, I grew up outside of Boston. And so I had this big life plan. And I'm glad I ditched the plan because I'd be sitting here and sort of figuring out when it's going to come to fruition still. But I was planning on taking over as the Patriots head coach for Bill Belichick. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's not going to happen for a while. As you yeah. guys all know, Belichick <laughs> is still going strong and showing no signs of wanting to retire. Um, but and this is one of those that I'd have to do the entire podcast on it to give you the full scope of the story. But when I was like 14, maybe I had the opportunity through knowing someone who knew someone who knew someone to go and be a ball boy at a Patriots rookie minicamp. Awesome. And oh. which now in the NFL, like, as we know, the off season program is very hot button between the NFL and the NFL PA. This was a different time. And I went there and I was like, 
literally wearing a penny as a ball boy running around, catching passes, standing there as like a human blocker. I mean, it was not exactly the most athletic performance on my behalf, but we had a lot of fun with it. And I kept telling him, I said, you know, I'll come back for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. So that opened the door for me to eventually, a few years later, go and spend a couple of training camps before college with the Patriots. And that turned into more training camps during college with the Patriots. And by the time that I graduated from college, a guy named Scott Pioli had taken the Chiefs general manager job. Scott is a, I mean, just, I don't even know how to describe his personality. Uh, There's not enough kind things I could say about Scott. He's in a wonderful, just a wonderful human. And he hired me. And so I went and moved to Kansas City. I spent, I was there from 2009 to 2011. And I had nothing to do with drafting Patrick Mahomes. Nothing to do whatsoever. I wish I could take some credit for that. That was only like six years after I left. Um, But had a great experience. And uh, after that, but as I was sort of going through a season, I I had this, I wish I could tell you what happened was I had this epiphany and I said, I want to go work for ESPN and I'm just going to leave the Chiefs and go to ESPN. All is good. I'm going to relocate back to New England. It was not nearly that well executed or thought out. It was more, I was 23. I was wondering whether life was going to pass me by. I had missed my college, I'm sorry, my five-year high school reunion. Friends were getting engaged already, and I'm a part of the celebrations. Other friends who were nowhere close to getting engaged were doing high school. You know, they were meeting up with old high school buddies or college buddies were doing Boston to New York or New York to Boston road trips. So I thought that maybe I needed to alter my path a little bit. I went home, got my real estate license, hated that. So I started blogging. And this is where I think it's relevant. I started blogging. Um, and I know that blogging is certainly still something that exists today, but we have so many other mediums, whether it's podcasting, video podcasting, YouTube, uh, videos, video streaming service, social media. Um, I started to do that along with the blog, but the blog and my Twitter account led me to reach out to, I mean, I'm, I'm talking 50 conserv- you know, conservatively people uh, in the New England area. And I eventually got the attention of a guy named Mike Reese, who I brought up earlier. And Mike asked me to come down for the night of the 2020, I'm sorry, the 2012 NFL draft. Uh, Mike covers the Patriots that year. They had two first round picks. They took them. Uh, they took Dante Hightower and Chandler Jones, a couple guys that worked mm-hmm. out pretty well for them and yeah. Chandler Jones in Arizona as well. And um, that was the start of it. And so at ESPN, I think this is fine of a good company. And there are, I think there are a lot of companies that do this is that um, they asked me to come in and do one thing and they figured out if I could do two things and they figured out if I could do five things and then five turned into 10. And at some point, you know, you stack enough opportunities and responsibilities on top of each other and it's a full-time gig. And so here I am, um, I would say almost 10 years later, nine and a half or whatever, nine years plus later and uh, loving every minute of it. Uh, fantasy, as you all know, has become a big part, if not my if not my primary responsibility at ESPN. And other than hanging out with Matthew Barry, it's a great job. <laughs> Feel that, that that's awesome, man. It sounds like you've had you know quite the journey going from from A to B there, and and you know kind of figuring out your path and all this. 
was there one moment that like was bigger adversity than anything else that really kind of like shifted the way you thought or what what was that big moment in your life that you think you had to overcome yeah you know i'd say it's probably like a, a time period more so than a moment and um you know i came home uh from kansas city and when I was working in scouting, as you guys probably can imagine, it's not like the starting salaries for, you know, uh, scouts and, and, and or people working in the scouting department, anything to write home about. So I didn't really have any life saving. I didn't have anything to my name. You know, I was, I was able to move in with my mom, which made a huge difference. But I, um, you know, I, I sort of took this big, deep breath and had to make a choice. And... One was, well, the choice was basically like, do I find something to do for the rest of my life? I'll never forget this equation was that when you're sort of evaluating the pro evaluating a job, you can make a list of pros and cons. And for a little while I was looking for a job that offered the fewest cons. And instead I decided to look for the job that had the most pros. And I decided, you know something, if I'm going to give, sports a shot. I need to go all in and I'd rather bet on myself. I think that's a good life strategy to, to uphold no matter what your circumstances are. But there was a period where I was, I mean, I barely making money. A lot of the places I was writing for, I was doing for free. And um, if not for living with my mom, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what I would have done. Um, I was very, very lucky in that regard, but I would say that that period was the most eye-opening for me. And it wasn't five years. It was shorter than that. It was, you know, about a year or so. And I'm not trying to cry, you know, cry poor, cry foul here. It's just that it, it, it tests you. It tests you mentally. And uh, I think that I learned during that time that, you know, if I was going to give this a shot, I had to go all in. And when I speak to people that are either thinking about getting into the industry at a young age, middle age, older age, you know, circumstances are different. But if you have the opportunity to go all in and bet on yourself, that's the one thing that I will tell everybody that if there's one piece of advice above all else, I, I would say other than, you know, treat humans nicely, um, I would say it would be bet on yourself. And that's going to, I think, most times work out for you. That's such good advice, but it's such a hard thing to do sometimes because you wonder like, is what I'm doing good enough? But when you bet on yourself, I mean, you're going to yeah. find out one way or the other, because if you're not good enough at it and you're not good at what you're putting yourself all in on, you'll know pretty quickly. I think so too. And I think that um, validation is a unique thing and we all receive validation in different ways. Uh, social media can be a source of validation in some ways. It can also be a stress on validation, right? You know, how many likes do you get on Instagram? How many views do you get in your video? You tweet, how many this or that? Everything's quantified, right? Um, and I'm sure, you know, Nate and Jen can speak to this as having a family already. But, you know, I feel like at some point my validation quickly turned into like my inner circle, right? And so it was, that was sort of enough for me. And um, that, you know, the people that I care about are, are, or are there, um, and, and feel like, you know, I'm, I'm giving it my best and that they, they think it's good enough. Then like, I'm gonna have to trust that. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think, um, I always tell someone who's trying to get into the, like the minute you are deterred 
and you start to like play the odds, like the odds tell you it's probably not going to work out, right? Like there's probably, I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of of students out there who want to go and be the next insert journalist here, right? Matthew Berry or Adam Schefter or, you know, Randy Moss, you name it. But not all of them are going to get there. But if you let yourself believe that you're not going to get there, you're definitely not going to get there. It's like golf. You got everything for you are golfers. But if you, I, I'm not a good golfer at all, Nate, but I'm, and Jen, I, I play a good amount of golf. But I got friends, a friend who always talks to me about swing thoughts. He's like, if you go up to that, to that, to that tee box and you think you're going to hit a crappy drive, you're going to hit a crappy yeah. drive. So Every time. I'm a power of a, Yep. I'm a believer that like, you know, the first chance or the first path or the first stepping stone to success is believing yourself and being willing to go all in. Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely appreciate that advice field. Um, I can definitely do it right now, Seth. Right. I mean, this is, this is your journey, man. Like you you got age on your side, you got time on your side, but um, the hustle now is going to pay off in a way that, I hope I hope I hope you're dreaming it right now, but maybe it's even beyond what you're dreaming right now, which is I think the best part about it. Yep. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it, it, I actually just penned uh, one of my starts in Seth Calms earlier this week about you know at, at this age there's a lot that goes into it. I do this on top of my full time job working at Penn State, so there, there's not a lot of free time, and and you know I'm luckily somewhat closer, you know, to like two hours from my hometown, but like. I still see my, you know, back home friends, maybe like twice a year, three times a year. It, it, it's tough. Yeah. And, you know, I, I talked about like in that column specifically, there was a line, like, what if I go all in on this and, you know, waste my youth and it doesn't pay off. And at the end, at the end of it though, I was like, you know, it, it's worth the journey. And like, like yeah. we've always said here at in between media, like, yes, we love fantasy sports, but at the end of the day, we love life that much more. And yes, I, like we want to help everyone win their fantasy leagues, whether it's NASCAR, whether it's golf, whether it's their fantasy fighting DFS, whether it's football. But like if we can help someone get through something they're going through in life and live life to their best potential, like like that is our main mission here. And if, if I can help one person with that, then, you know, it, it was a life fulfilled living and you know it was a journey worth taking. Well, just based on what you just said right there, a couple of things. First of all, I'm going to follow along closely and uh, I'll be looking up at the top when you're there. Um, but also, man, like what you said, like you're already doing it. Like you're already there, right? Like it's already worth it because of the perspective that you have and that the entire show has. I mean, it's clear that, um, you know, we have a lot of fun talking about fantasy sports. I got nothing on the NASCAR stuff. Nothing. So I can't help you guys out there. Uh, I love Dale Jr. because he loves fantasy football. I know he's retired from NASCAR, but uh, I got nothing there, man. And other than, but but so I can't offer any advice. But uh, it's clear, like you know we do this for fun, but uh, it's passion. You know it's yeah. It's, yep. I, people always ask me. They're like, "When do you study for your job?" I'm like, "Study, I'm study, <laughs> right? I live and breathe this stuff, man. Like I could yeah. be building houses." And I'd probably spend, you know, a couple hours a day on, I still call it Roto World, but, you know, NBC Sports Edge, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the, the places that I, that I, you know, I, I, I consume every single day. Like, you know, I'd be doing, I'd be on Twitter. I'd, I'd probably be like one of those 
one of those accounts that replies to all the Schefter and Woj tweets with, you know, weird, like, <laughs> what are you doing responses? But uh, I'd still be on Twitter thinking about football all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's where Nate and I have been for years and years. I had a full-time job and um, then had our son Jackson. And it was like, I don't like what I'm doing anymore. And it's really like a time suck and a life suck. And I literally want to be watching the herd and yeah. Um, NFL live. NFL live. Yeah. There you go, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> was, 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 I should have led with Jackson, that, to be fair. Yeah. Was was Jackson named after Lamar, Bo, or Steven Jackson? <laughs> well, probably Bo if I had to pick a Jackson he was named after, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Bo Jackson for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Even though he yeah, was I a Raider. Uh, he will be four in just about a month. In a month. Actually. In a month. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, when Jackson is once Seth will have his run, and then <laughs> Jackson will have his run. Yes. Jen and Nate and I will be – well, Nate and I will be gray. Jen will I'm, be aging gracefully. Yes. yes. I'm already we'll gray. Be you guys. So, ah, nah. I beat you, I beat you there. Char- <laughs> it's character. It's character, yes. my friend. It is character. It's just it why I can't grow a beard anymore because I look like I'm like – 55 or 60. Well, I can't grow a beard, period. So, hey, I, this is like, you know, you can see that right there. Oh. That's about a couple months worth right there. Don't tell me that. Yeah, don't, I've been telling my girlfriend, like, by the age of 24, I am going to have a beard. I told her that. And that was like two weeks ago. So she'll be, she's listening. I'm sure she's super crushed by you saying that right now. You better man. get some of that hair growth tonic, Seth. Start rubbing <laughs> it in there, man. What was I? I'm trying to think what my goals were by the age of 24. Like by age of 24, it was like, uh, you know, I, like I, I could do a beer bat in less than six seconds or something. Me, you know, like you're way ahead of the curve. Yeah, you are. Awesome. Well, Field, I, I appreciate you sharing your journey with us, man. Um, we do have a fun segment left for you tonight. Um, we're going to take you back to your high school, college days with a little bit of a, a game we like to call Would You Rather? Uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to our guy, Nate Miller, who makes all the music for the show. He's at ISM. He actually just bro- dropped a brand new album last Friday. So you can find it on wherever you're streaming, Apple Music, Spotify, if you don't like good music and, and you're trying to stay away from Apple. Um, but uh, check him out. He's on at ISM on all the platforms. Um, so Field, first question for you tonight, man. Would you rather have to spend four years, you have to go to Kutztown University, Mike Clay's alma mater. Yeah. You have to go to Kutztown for four years, or would you rather have to room with Matthew Barry for 15 years? <laughs> but at, First of at, all. At his current age. Like, he has to go back to college. Yes, his current, current age. age. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Kutztown, first of all. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, Kutztown, I know Kutztown's in Pennsylvania. I don't know much more about it. But I do know that, A, I love Mike Clay. 
I love Mike Clay. I hope, I'm sure everybody on this podcast loves Mike Clay. Talk about somebody who knows his oh, stuff. Yeah. Mike is the most prepared person you will ever meet in his ability to find what matters and give you that information. It's unparalleled. Love Mike. It cuts down. It's not close. You could have given me 15 minutes with Matthew Barry as my, <laughs> as my roommate, and I would have said no. Um, you know, I mean, gosh, 15 minutes. I mean, I can barely make it through the podcast every day. So absolutely four years at cuts down and not 15 years. Ugh. Oh man, 15 minutes with Matthew. Awesome. Awesome. Jen and Nate, where are you guys on at this? I, I will say I do know where Kutztown was. I actually got a job at offer from Kutztown last year. So I went and visited it. It's about 15 minutes away from where my girlfriend grew up. That aside, <laughs> Nate or Jen, what are you guys taking here? Would you rather Kutztown, Matthew Barry roommate? Jen, why don't you I take think, this one? I'd probably do Kutztown just because I really, really loved my college time like yeah I grew up and I Mm -hmm. um, was independent and my dad was like okay here's your money to buy your books and your food and pay your rent and if you decide to use that money for something else you better find out how to make more money and it was just like I made a ton of friends and um, went to a couple of different colleges. My dad did yank me out of my first college because it wasn't going so well. <laughs> and he, he put me at the University of Northern Colorado and uh, it ended up, yeah, it ended up being great. So I choose college at my current age because I could drink those kids under the table. <laughs> Nate. So I would take cuts down as well because I kind of missed out on the whole college experience because I was a chef out of high school and I made a lot, I made a lot of money, which in hindsight, I should have gone to college because I'm not a chef anymore. I haven't been for 15 years. It's all part of the journey. It's all part of the journey. You cook every night and that's all that matters. That is true. I do cook every night. Um, Yeah. I take the, I take the four year college experience because I just never got to have it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Nothing against Matthew Berry. Hopefully Matthew. Nothing against Matthew Barry. Tons against Matthew Barry. Hold on. You guys speak for yourselves over there. (laughs) You know, there's a radio, a fairly prominent now um, radio sports radio guy here who actually roomed with Matthew Barry for a year at Syracuse. Speaks very highly of rooming with him. Uh, Darren McKee. Darren and Matthew room together Syracuse. That's it. He talked about it on the radio one time. So I'm taking oh that my as true. God, I'm so sorry for Darren. Jeez. I don't know. I might be more sorry for Matthew. <laughs> That's, awesome. That's awesome. All right, Field. Next question here for you. Would you rather have to switch jobs with Stefania Bell or Daniel Dobb? Ooh. Wow. Well. I'm assuming that you get the perks of the person's life if you switch to their job or no? No, same life, their job. Okay. All right. Um, I think I'd, I'm switching with Stefania, um, which I would have done if you, if you included the perks because she gets like, you know, she's one of those people that gets like showered with the Laura, like, uh, you know, she gets like the fan, the personal fans, people like feed her <laughs> yeah. grapes and stuff. Yeah. Like, she gets attended to, you know, hand hand and foot. It's just amazing. Um, and Daniel has like mustard spread on his nipples in the fantasy show, and <laughs> he's constantly having to do weird stuff there. Uh, he has to spend even more time with Matthew than I do. So um, you're sensing a theme here. Uh, I'm but yeah, picking Stefania up on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stefania would be the answer. A lot of pressure to be Stefania. I mean, she's 
he's the goat. But um, I still would, I still would go with Stefania. Nate, Jen, I, I'm sure you guys would gladly switch jobs with them and, and bring one of those guys <laughs> in between media. But uh, what one. would you yeah. rather do, injury analysis or back end audio editing? Definitely injury for me. Like I love that. I live for that. I find that it's so telling for the future. And I just like, I live, I live for injury reporting. That's one of my things. So yeah, it's, for sure. It's true. And we've actually talked about how much she would love to do like more injury focused stuff in our analysis. Um, I'm taking DOP because the whole injury thing, like, I don't know, I don't have a medical focused brain and it confuses Fair. me. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta, I mean, I don't know if you have a hairy chest or not, but it's going to get peppered with something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It might be whack. I know. God, no. Yeah, that could happen. I could see that. That shows. Yeah, we we love that show, but uh, poor Daniel. Yes. He probably loves it. I think he does too, which is the dirty little secret of it all. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, we have just time for one more quick segment. Um, We're going to go into my favorite segment of, of the show, Weekly Advice. Weekly. All right. So weekly advice, my favorite segment of the show. This is where we kind of round it out with some feel-good life advice. Um, kind of, kind of our take-home bullet points for our audience, for our listeners um, of the podcast field. I, I feel like your journey is particularly inspiring to a lot of people. Um, obviously, you know, you switch career paths. Um, you, you ended up with. Uh, the the worldwide leader in sports, you know, in, in your early 20s. And not only that, but now, you know, you're in your 30s and you really kind of wear so many different hats for them. You're an insider. You're the, the co-host of the podcast. And you know, you're always doing different things for the network. And I'm sure you have other things you're doing on your own, own end as well. But like, how do you, you know, when you walk away from ESPN that day, like, like, how do you remember to live life? Like, how do you remember to go have fun? whether it's with your friends or with Chapin or with yourself or your dog, like, like, how do you know, you know, kind of how to, how to live that, that, that in between there? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, and I think I, I know I, well, I, I haven't yet met your girlfriend on screen yet. I'm getting my instincts tell me that she's probably a real keeper. And I know that Nate and Jen have the respective keepers. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this, you know, Nate, I, I, I really, I mean, this goes to both you and Nate, uh, Nate and Jen is like, They've always told me that every marriage includes a reacher and a settler. And I get the sense that Nate and I were both the reachers who got, <laughs> got kind of lucky. That would be uh, correct, sir. <laughs> okay. Our wives might have been sort of the settlers. Um, oh, for sure. But, uh, okay. For sure. She dated, she, dated a profe- she dated a professional soccer player right before me. So, <laughs> oh, man. To be wow. fair. Wow. Okay. Well, you know. I, dude, I outkicked my coverage, man. And I will tell anybody Amen. who asked me that I Amen. did. I love that. Um, but to answer the question a little bit more seriously, Seth, is that, you know, something. Um, so nothing that any of us do with fantasy football is going to define us and define us, excuse me. And, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, like kind of like my, my, my two sort of rules to live by are like, you know, be kind, you know, kindness is, something that uh, I think can be a foundation of any relationship, any friendship, any, acquaintance um ship and also 
that's a word. And then uh, also, you know, to bet on yourself. And so for me is that like fantasy football is a huge part of what I do. And I love, love, love the community that we have. And I'm inspired by other people. I don't, I'll tell you, like, I don't care what, how large or small your platform is. Like if you're doing, if you're hustling, like I respect the heck out of that. Right. And like, just because I have a certain platform at ESPN, it is not guaranteed that my coverage, my predictions are going to be right or wrong. I hope that they're going to be right more often than not. But like, I don't care if there's somebody who's, uh, whose platform is them and like they do a podcast for their dog. Like if that person's got good content, I'm going to respect it. So um, I love fantasy football. It really is a huge part of, of who I am now, but it's not, far from the most important thing. And, um, you know, I felt fortunate to, you know, meet my wife. I feel like the luckiest person in the world every single day. And, um, you know, while a lot of what I'm passionate about does revolve around sports, we got other interests that balance us out. And, you know, uh, I'm not the best about putting my phone away and just like totally disconnecting entirely a hundred percent. Um, I think maybe that changes when you become a parent a little bit because you're, you know, someone's depending upon you, um, maybe for at least at the early ages of life for, for, for a child. But, uh, you know, I think balance is just like, it's, I would say there's, it's not really an effort for me. It's something that I, I try to, uh, make sure that I keep natural is that I'm not thinking about having to go and, 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 and do something intentionally because it's going to distract me or get me away from, from, from fantasy football. So whether it's, travel or you know i love to golf uh love to drink beer um i'm not the greatest chef but i'm definitely not nate but i like to cook so things like that that can sort of naturally take your mind away yeah well we kind of talked about this earlier not on the show but like what do you do on a friday night or a saturday night like what is what is a field night with your wife or a weekend like are you guys just kicking back and binging something on netflix or yeah. is it like yeah 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 recently it's been that and maybe that's just like the trickle down to the pandemic right um that you know we, we live in new england where things right now are, are doing okay but uh we we went through what the entire world went through for a lot of last year and then up until probably the early spring um where you know a lot of your time was just at home but before that you know this is what i always loved about my wife when we first started dating was that uh, I always said that I remember like when we first started dating, we were going to go do a, a weekend trip to Nantucket and before the trip, we were thinking about it. And then we started to waver for a second because we texted a couple of friends that we thought were going to be there. And each of them had responded, Hey, I'm not going to be around. And we were like, Oh man, are we going to go there and just like be the only people on the Island? And we decided to go. And when we got there, we had maybe an hour by ourselves. The entire weekend, it was running into a friend here, friend there. So it's emblematic of how life was always a journey for us. That like we we are not we don't ha we don't plan as much socially as maybe we would have in a different stage of our lives. Now we're in a place where it's like you know between the dog and the pandemic, it's like we're pretty motivated to just whether it's the Olympics, whether it's sports in general or frequently uh, Netflix, um, Outer Banks has been our thing recently. I just started season. that two days ago and I was like, this God. is amazing. And I will continue it's so to addicting. watch this. Nate it's so showed addicting. Up, yeah, Nate showed up like three quarters through the first <laughs> yes, episode. Did. And he's like picking it apart. I'm like, bro, you need to start this over and watch it because I'm not happy. <laughs> Which I will. This I will. Show is Don't fantastic. knock it till you try it. 
Exactly. Yeah. This show is fantastic, and I'm not going to have your negativity in here. So you could go to the other room and start this episode over, please. To be fair, mm -hmm. I did watch almost all of Gossip Girl with you. You did most of Ooh, Gilmore Girls. With another, you. another classic. You did. Oh, they're so I like good. Gilmore Girls. They're so good. Yeah, so good. Mm -hmm. Mindless television. I love it. Oh, it's amazing. It's awesome. It's That's amazing. awesome. After Jackson goes to sleep, it's like. Oh, yeah. what are we <laughs> watching? What are we drinking? Like, this yeah. is all we care about right now. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Yeah, you gotta have, you gotta have a nice, nice collection of all the finest. And, the, and by finest, I mean Costco offering of beers and truly <laughs> and scotches and everything in between. Yes. Yes. In indeed. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Field, thank you so much, man, for pr providing. I'm sorry we didn't get any fantasy football analysis, but it, I that appreciate was the best you part of it. Up about your life, yeah. man. It, we okay. all, we all have what? to do plenty of analysis. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your life with this Field. Of course. You guys probably have, honestly, my thoughts, you know, what what is, uh, you know, fantasy football, as we all know, is a closing thought, is that, like, there are some topics that we'll, like we probably all have like-minded opinions on, right? Like, Probably all think Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and Zach Prescott and Aaron Rodgers. Some more are going to be the top quarterbacks off the board. Probably have a lot of the same sleepers. Uh, it's just a matter of how we present it sometimes. Um, but what I didn't, I don't have the opportunity to talk about frequently is you know, hearing about, you know, Seth's rise and how Nate and Jen met and, you know, how Nate was a you know, chef out of college and how, uh, you know, Jen could have been Ronaldo's wife and said she got stuck with Nate. Uh, you know, things of that nature. We don't get that opportunity frequently. Yeah. That's awesome. That's well, awesome. thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Yes, thank you. This has been you guys amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. An awesome hour. We'll do it again at some point. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, you can check out Field. He's always on ESPN. Um, check him out on the podcast with his best friend, Matthew Barry, as well. Um, Field, thank you so much. Thank you to our audience for tuning in, not just this episode, but every episode this season. Um, it's really been a wild ride, and we're excited to uh, get towards the fantasy football season with you. We'll be back here next week, but until then, guys, keep it in between. The In Between Fantasy Football Podcast. So one thing that you know really sets us apart here is, is we're not afraid to talk about other things that maybe aren't super fantasy related. <laughs>